eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open, or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from, too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am athlete tonight. What up, what up, what up, everyone? This is I am athlete tonight. I am your host, world-renowned traveler and 10-year NFL defensive lineman, Lee J. Doosable, and you know I got my guys with me. Former first-round pick of the Tennessee Titans in 2014, all-pro corner for the Cincinnati Bengals, my guy, Adam Pac-Man Jones, and a Winwood socialite and has covered the Dolphins and the NFL for over 15 years as an NFL columnist. My guy, Omar Kelly. What's up, fellas? Man, I ain't been a Winwood socialite probably since the beginning of the pandemic. Had the pandemic. <laughs> then I had former, a pandemic. Former Winwood socialite? Yeah. Then I had a pandemic baby. But yeah, Pac, I used to be running these streets over here. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't believe it. Oh, man, please. I was freshly divorced, Pack. I was out and about, brother. <laughs> All right, so what is out and about to you, Omar? Mm, good it might, question. It, it might be a little different thing to me. Oh, yeah. No, that's, it's different. For, it's different for you. I mean, I, I, hit, I, I would hit three spots a night. Oh, um, shit, maybe the, more than me, then. <laughs> maybe the night. With, I mean, sometimes if we go, if, if I'm out, out, because my friends know if I say we're going out. But then if I put an extra out at the oh. end of it, the night gonna end at the strip club. Well, no, you gotta say we night. outside, outside. If you if you ended up at the strip club, if you just out, you know, what I mean, we might go get a drink or two. Yeah, but if yeah, we yeah. outside, outside, you already know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into it. <laughs> the Dolphins versus the Bills was must see TV on Sunday, and the game literally came down to the last play. Now Miami shut down Josh Allen and this Bills. Offense twice in the final minutes, approving to 3-0 with a 21-19 victory that ended with Allen desperately trying to spike the football, but he ran out of time. The Dolphins' defense did enough to stall Allen twice in the fourth quarter. The first effort, a goal stand that followed a go-ahead rushing touchdown by Miami's Chase Edmonds. Allen threw an incomplete pass on that fourth down from the two-yard line, had a running back wide open in the flat. He just short-hopped it to him, ending a 17-play Eight-minute drive. That is deflating when you have that many plays, take up that much clock, and come away with nothing. And seemingly, that was Buffalo's chance for a comeback win. Now, Tua Tungavailoa and the Dolphins went three and out, leaving Morstead with a little room to kick the ball away back to the Miami Dolphins. We're calling this the butt punt. Well, he kicks it into Trent Shurfield, and they get a safety. Now, you know, the Dolphins still have a chance. They, They only need a field goal to win. But the Dolph—I mean, the Dolphins' defense showed up big. Melvin Ingram had a hell of a game. He was able to track down Josh Allen and McKenzie 
uh, Isaiah McKenzie after he caught the ball, tackled him, laid on him for a second. And by the time Josh Allen tried to spike the ball, the game was over. Now, Tua uh, briefly left the game in the second quarter after returning after halftime, despite appearing to be disoriented by a head injury. The team clarified later that actually he had an issue with his back, which mm-hmm. is kind of puzzling because I know earlier in the game he had a quarterback sneaking. It looked like he got rolled up in his back like it was hurting. But the play that was in question that happened in the second quarter, Matt Milano pushed him, right, and his back of his head hit the hit the ground, and he got up disoriented isn't the word. It looked like he was a boxer in the ring that got hit with a three-piece combo. And if uh, Teron Armstead wasn't there, I don't know if Tua doesn't oh, hit the ground. He fell so, to his knees. He fell yeah, to his yeah, knees. Yeah, oh, he, that's right. He did fall. Uh, Mike Medeo actually talked about the, you know, Tua's injury post-game. And that was live speed action. Now, Tua, um, he went out with a lower back. Um, and that was, you know, I hadn't had that rep with him yet. Um, and, you know, he kind of got bent back uh, pretty significantly on a quarterback sneak earlier. And so, um, you know, I was kind of with, with everyone else. Um, when, he, when he hit his head on the ground, I assumed it was a head injury. Um, but uh, his, his legs got wobbly because his lower back was um, completely and, uh, loose. And as he described it, it was like a... Um, he said his lower back, uh, it was like Gumby or something. Now, Mike McDaniel, I rock with you. I rock with you. You my guy, San Francisco, we were there together. But come on, man. Come on, man. His legs was wobbly because of his back? Did you yeah, just his eject back his like, back or something? What, his what, back what felt like world? Gumby. His back felt like Gumby. <laughs> what is that analogy supposed to mean, Omar? I, 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 Mike McDaniel isn't even old enough to remember Gumby, and neither is Tua. <laughs> <laughs> unless they're showing that in Hawaii, unless they're showing Gumby in Hawaii, too is not old enough to know what Gumby is. We know, and everybody else know. Mm. It, it, it was it, your your back have nothing to do with your head. <laughs> no. And speaking of that, Pat, right? The NFLPA has told the NFL it wants to initiate a review of the league's concussion protocol following. Tua Tungavaloa's return to Sunday's game. Now, the protocol sideline concussion assessment involves a six-step process. It's all tests, bullshit. <laughs> that tests the player <laughs> for no-goal signs, a video review of the play, a review of concussion signs and symptoms, and, uh, an inquiry regarding the history of the event, all matter questions, and a focused neurological exam. If any element, any element, of the sideline assessment comes back positive or inconclusive, mm-hmm. the player must be taken to the locker room for a full comprehensive review. Now they did take him to the locker room. Yes. We don't know what happened in the locker room, but no. um, once you take him to the locker room, he must be accompanied, accompanied by the team's best suited physician and an unaffiliated, uh, unaffiliated neurological consultant. Now the investigation is expected to require one to two weeks to complete. So hold on, let me get this straight, Omar. Pac-Man. <laughs> so you're telling me they're no going to do an night. investigation, but it takes two weeks. So you're saying two is going to play two more games, possibly if hold he on, does have a head injury. Um, What they're saying is we're going to look into it to see if there's anything that we can do to improve the protocol, because clearly to have suffered a concussion and lied his way out of it, passed his concussion test, but did whatever was necessary to make sure that he escaped being in the concussion protocol because that meant he wasn't going to play on Thursday night game. Crazy. Now, Tua spoke about this, right? He said it was his back after the game and that he didn't have a concussion. On the quarterback sneak, 
kind of got my legs caught under someone and then they were trying to push, felt like I hyperextended my back or something. Um, and then on the next play, hit my back and kind of kind of hurt. And then I got up and then that's kind of like why I stumbled. My back kind of locked up on me. Now, again, he didn't say he hold didn't on, have a on. concussion, say, but he said, Bose, can I ahead. say one thing, bro? Yeah. This reminds me of our playoff game against Ooh. the Pittsburgh <laughs> Shitbird Steelers. And A.B. got hit by Vontez Burfick. Ooh, I remember that. And he faked it. Well, Pat, he was out him. the he, next week, though. He he winked. He was I'm concussed, Pat. He was concussed. He wasn't concussed. I'm, I'm speaking on the A.B. situation. He wasn't yeah. concussed because you can, you can tell when he winked. But everybody in the stadium knew that Tua was, was out of it. He was yeah. out of it. He got smashed. He couldn't even stand up. If he Everybody didn't have a teammate. knew it, too. Right, if he had his teammate behind him, he might have fell down. Oh, well, he no, did, he, he did, but he, he might have been yeah. on the ground laying there for a while. And yeah. just to clarify, he never came out officially and said he didn't have a concussion. But just from how he was moving after, again, Matt Milano shoved him, the back of his head hit the ground. He got up kind of woozy, stumbled. Teron Armstead held him up, but then he went down and picked him back up, and then they took him to the locker room. So it'll be interesting after, you know, the NFLPA does this investigation, if they Man. do find something, Miami's already been under so much scrutiny, right? They've ain't, lost ain't draft picks. The they've been fined. Ain't nobody scared of the NFLPA. The Dolphins is two going to be playing Thursday. That's all yes. that matters. Because mm. the truth of the matter is, if he were in the concussion protocol, he, he wouldn't play. return to that game. There's no way. going to be playing on Thursday because there's no, no way. way he can get clearance by Thursday. Yeah. So, the Dolphins did what they had to do to remain to, to remain moving forward and continuing this positive momentum they've got. They've got but, but as a team in the locker room, we talk about this shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, you know we're gonna need you next week. Suck this shit up and figure out how we can do <laughs> man, it. Man, telling this man to suck up a brain injury. <laughs> no, listen, I, I know. Hold on, dudes. How many of y'all dudes? Lie? Come Let's on, bro. Like you, you are not. I know what you're saying, man. So, no, you don't know what I'm saying. You tell me what I'm saying so the people can hear you explain to me, I mean, explain to them what we do in the locker room, as yeah. yourself included. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's, it's a brotherhood, right? So if you can, if there's any way in hell that you can go, you going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you going to go. Like, <laughs> but your team needs you. You're 3-0. and oh, You got Cincinnati coming in on Thursday. Yeah. Tua, we got 10 days after this, bro. Hey, we just need you for this one game. Hey. And Dude. is it right? Probably not. But, you know, we got the, the warrior mentality. Guys want to go out there and compete with their brothers. Dudes, yeah. did you ever lie about concussion or being foggy and say it was something else? Bro, I ain't, I ain't going to lie. And you know who caught me? And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not embarrassed because this dude might be in the Hall of Fame one day. We're playing the Indianapolis Colts pack. This is my, this is my third year in the league or fourth year in the league. I can't even remember. Um, it's that concussion on, talking. Yeah, on an interception, right? I'm going out to block. Reggie Wayne peels back. Now, he don't even go for the ball carry. He caught me, bro. Feet in the air. I ain't even see him coming. I ain't going to lie, Omar and Pac, I ain't know where I was at for about 30 seconds. But there's no way in hell I was coming out of that game. Because <laughs> so I needed my, for one, I needed my get back. You already know how it is. But I, I need my get back now. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care about assignment football. I need my get back now. You know what I'm saying? I got to see you. You know when you when the offense on the field again, and two, I, it was the last game of the year. So I'm like, bro, I can't be on the ground the last game of the year. I got the whole off season. So 
I'm going back out here. <laughs> yeah. So what did you tell them when they were checking? For well, the concussion? thing is, it was different back then. Pack, you know how it is. Like oh, okay. the concussion thing, hey, they, that thing didn't get really serious, serious. I would say until they redid the CBA. I would say in like 2010 or 11. So this yeah, was like the 11. year before that. The what year was before. your last year? My my last year was uh, 18. 18 yeah because it was serious by then i never yeah that's what i'm saying but I, this was yeah. only i was only in like year three at the time so it was I it was it. it was that you good all right go back in. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was <laughs> and it, it used to be like that it's like all right here go you're smelly go play yeah um, literally that's and that's how it was through. omar i literally just went back in the game and finished the game i caught him one time on the screen but that was it i had to, like i said i had to go get my get back because i wasn't finna just go out like that but getting back to the miami dolphins and buffalo bills game like this was the game that everybody was going to be in tune to, right? Because we wanted to see if the Miami Dolphins were for real, right? And Josh Boyer, I got to give you some credit, man. Yes. I mean, now Josh Allen still threw for 400 yards, right? They had the ball for 40 minutes. But, Pat, you know this is situational football. If you can bow up in the red zone and stop teams from scoring, all that up don't mean nothing, right? At the end of the day, you stop them from scoring multiple times in the red zone, and you did enough on defense to win the game. I mean, Melvin Ingram. I felt like he found the fountain of youth, man. Two sacks, uh, fumble recovery. And a lot of people don't talk about this. He was the one that tracked Isaiah McKenzie down and tackled him inbounds. Isaiah McKenzie was almost near the sideline and getting out of bounds. So his effort. Hold on. Let, game, let's, let's say this. So Isaiah Mc, uh, McKenzie, he can hear this because he played with me in, in, in Denver. Mm. Fucking horrible job, bro. Get your ass out of bounds. Stop <laughs> doing all that dancing. You, you he was let, tired, Pat. You he let, was tired. No, he could have he could have ran straight out of bounds, bro. Don't yeah. give him no excuse. I'm quite sure uh uh, uh today when they met uh in the locker room, that was the that was I mean in the team meeting room, that was, that was the biggest point. fucking emphasis on the game. Get yeah. your ass out of bounds, stop the clock. We already in field goal range. All this dancing and going bit back inside <laughs> dancing, like you about to go dancing, and score a touchdown. <laughs> I just don't get it. And, and everybody, like, in those situations, you practice those situations during the week. So you can know, hey, look, we know as a group, if we don't get out of bounds, with by time that clock is before eight seconds, the game is over. And the NFL, they tell you, you have eight seconds to run a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's including spike and everything. Spike, so yeah. that's like common sense, man. That's football one-on-one. You should know that, especially if you're a pro. Shame on uh, McKenzie. Yeah. But I want to ask you this, Omar, right? Because, you know, you went back and forth. Me and you both agreed that we thought Miami would be maybe a 9-8 and eight team. But are the Miami Dolphins for real this year? <sighs> despite all their positive movement, despite all the success that they're having, overcoming adversity, and, and obviously the, the – you can't say you pull off a victory against the Patriots, Baltimore Ravens, and the Buffalo Bills mm. and not face any adversity. I mean, that's probably the toughest stretch to start the season that anybody's probably playing in the NFL right now. So are they for real? Hell yeah! <laughs> I, just, I don't think so. I, and here's the reason why I don't think so. I think the offense is for real, and I think the defense is showing signs that they can be good. What my concern is, I think their roster is is paper thin. And I think once you start to get some injuries. Oh, in, he's already putting that bad juju on them, Pat. Oh my, he said once they I get injuries. I hate when y'all say it's bad juju. Y'all <laughs> know this, it's 100% injury rate in the NFL. Yeah. You always, you're only going to be as good as your, your weakest that, link. Your depth, and, yeah. 
And I, I said, I, I tweeted this out in, in probably the first half when they lost Greg, Greg, uh, Greg Little, who yeah. was their second team. He was the right backup back. guy. Yeah. And then they and then they had to put Larnell Coleman, who was a guy I watched last year, um, a, a seventh round pick who had no business being on the 53 man roster. They put him on the 53 man roster because of injury and then saw him suck it up in camp this year. And when he was in the game at right tag, I said, game over. It's done. Hey, Omar. Hey, Omar. Yes, sir. All that that shit sound good, but I'm going to get on here and tell it. We need to be talking about the best wide receiver in the NFL. Like, that's what's going on in Miami. Like, this little guy that's five, whatever the hell he is, five, seven in that. Which one? The fast one. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. The best wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, hey, hold on. Oh, he can't run routes. I said, okay, mm, I can't tell because he. I'm just saying this this is okay. this is what the not us as a group because we like we said that they would win 10 to 12 games on on I'm athlete as a group that's what we said. I'm just mm. talking about everybody else. Um what did they when he first went to Miami it's like, "Oh, well, he don't run good routes. He's just fast." So this and that. Well, for everybody who is watching the Dolphins, everybody who is watching uh NFL football, this shit that this kid is doing is not normal. It's a lot of fast guys that play in the NFL. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but it ain't different. no fast guys that's 5'2", that's done, done what he's done <laughs> right now. I mean, like, yeah. nobody – now, we thought they would be – we know we knew they were going to be good. But, God damn, we didn't know the offense yeah. was going to be this good coming out of the first three weeks. Like, to yeah. me – um, and I'm a big Bengal fan, and I root, root and rant about how good they are. But, man, I don't know. The first three weeks with the Dolphins and, and the connections they have, I say they might do what the Bengals did. I know I was saying. Mm. I don't know. They look really good, and they look scary good. Yeah, th- this is my thing. Like, So the Bills' defense, everybody knows, is really good. And they actually played good enough yesterday to win, again. The Bills had the ball for 40 minutes. That means mm-hmm. the Dolphins only had it for 20 damn minutes. But and that's this, that's this is point. why I think the Dolphins can take that step. And Omar, we talked about this a little bit, right? This is this is football speak. Pack, you, you, you'll get this too. Last week, third and 13, finds Mike Gusecki on a mm-hmm. touchdown. That literally gave them energy, gave them momentum to come back and win that game. This week, third and 22. damn 22 in cover two. Skinny mm-hmm. post. To Jalen Waddle, everybody, Tua can't throw the ball down the field. He ain't got the arm. He ain't got the accuracy. Put that on the money. Yeah. That is Tua growing up in, in front of our eyes, and that's why I think this team can take that next step. Because if he's completing passes like that, going not like you know, it's not the moment's not too big. Right? Those are big moments. Third and thirteen. Third and that's twenty-two. They convert right those, man. That's what separates a lot of these quarterbacks from other quarterbacks in the league. And he's having those moments and he's succeeding in those moments. So, I mean, this Miami team, again, Omar, I was like, man, you know, they may win eight, nine games, but the way they're playing. And again, this defense can get hot. They got another big test Thursday versus Bengals offense. But if they can come out of that four and oh, I'm nervous. That AFC East crown might be up for grabs. What, what the one thing I will say, Tyreek Hill is probably the most dangerous weapon I've ever seen on the football field w- offensively. Um, oh, and and, okay. and they do some creative stuff with him okay. that opens it up for Waddle. I mean, Waddle right now is one of the NFL leading. In, I think in, he might be the leading receiver in the NFL. He, yeah. It was him, Diggs, and Hill were one, two, and three before this last yeah. week. 
and and that's like how you gonna cover both of them? You can't. You can't. <laughs> so you gotta pick. Good you luck. gotta pick which way you gonna get it. And right yeah. now they're giving it up to Waddle, who who set a rookie record for receptions last year and had a, a an amazing season last year. And he's really turning it up right now. Y'all know that Tyreek Hill is getting double every play. Y'all know that, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's why so, Waddle's been able to get off. Yeah, but like, and even like he's gonna be backside one on one. He got to yeah. get off. Like we talked about that on the show when we we had him on I'm Athlete. Um, but like Tyreek's still doing what he's doing, and he's getting fucking dope. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it'll be interesting to see again. Miami short week Thursday. We'll see how Tua responds, and we, you know, they said it's the back injury. We'll see, you know, if he responds well and, and is able to play in this game. Also, that uh, you talked about it, Greg Little being out, Austin Jackson. We'll see if maybe Austin Jackson can come back this game at right tackle. Um, highly doubt it because it's a short week. But, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals defense got right last week versus Jets. Trey Hendrickson, damn near three sacks by himself. So this will be a good test for this Miami team. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Patrick Mahomes, Eric Miami going into halftime had a bit of a disagreement, right? And it wasn't just them. There was a couple coaches that got into it with players on the sideline. But just going back to the Chiefs situation, Mahomes wasn't happy with the play calling. At the end of the first half, as the Chiefs walked off the field, he let his offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy know about it. The two exchanged words on the field before Coach Andy Reid came in and kind of settled them both down, stepping in between them. And this is what Patrick Mahomes had to say about his exchange with Eric Bieniemy. 
Probably the smart decision was to just take it. We had got the ball at a half. Let's just go to the go to halftime. But I'm always going to be wanting to score. And I mean, I pretty much just said, let me have a chance at it. And then he was just like, let's let's, let's get back in our locker room and we'll we'll get something going for the next half. Now, Adam Pack, man, Jones. Oh, Hell no, that ain't how it went. <laughs> no, this 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 is what I'm saying. Omar Kelly, Pac-Man Jones. You paid this man how much? Half a billion. A half a billion. Eric, the enemy, if he don't, if he had a problem, if it was a real problem, Eric, the enemy ass would be out of there today. (laughs) You paid this man half a billion dollars, but you don't want to give him a chance to maybe throw it down the field, throw a Hail Mary because he has the arm strength to get the ball to the end zone and potentially get more points before half. Adam, we know this. If you get the ball as halftime is about to happen and you score it and you get get the ball coming out of half, that's a two-for-one special. Every offense wants that, and that's all Patrick Mahomes wanted was an opportunity to potentially put some points on the board for his offense. And Eric Bianami said, no, let's go to halftime. No, he didn't what? just say he didn't just say no. Did you did you see the, the video of them on the sideline? Oh, it was did a nice it, argument. All right. So do it look like he just said no? He probably says, and, I wish I wish we could somebody was mic'd up. <laughs> I hate the fucking tell Shady that he was probably 95% right, like he always say. 96.5. They say 96.5. Right. <laughs> Whatever the hell it is, because I don't listen to half of the shit that he say anyway. But what I'm saying was, now, he got to be right about what he said about um, Mr. Eric, enemy. this guy. And, and like I said, said before, bro, this is a pro- players-driven league. Mm. You... As a coach, even if you don't agree, you do not address the situation right there on the field. Your job is to be a leader. So suck up what you got to suck up. When we get back to the locker room, then you can cuss me out or say what you want to say. But you don't do this shit to the half a billion. Like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. are you serious? And and to your point, right? Me, Shady, and I think... It might have been UPAC or it was a B Marsh were on a show uh, earlier this year. I think all the way going back to May, right? Mm-hmm. And this isn't the first time we've heard, you know, the enemy has some issues with it, players. In fact, our very own LaShawn Shady McCoy told us back in May, right here on I Am Athlete Tonight, about his issues with Coach B enemy. Here's what LaShawn uh, Shady McCoy had to say about Eric B enemy. I've never seen a place where the coach, the office corner at that is arguing and fighting with the superstar players. Now, I'm not even talking about myself because in Kansas City, I wasn't the superstar that I was, you know, majority of my career. You know I mean? I, even players he's played with or coached with, it's like the attitude and you argue with the players and fighting and you, you're effing them out, you cuss them out. People love to talk about how, you know, he's not getting a job because he's a black coach and this, man. I had a million guys text me about it. And that's not the truth because anybody that's played for him, right, especially any player, especially on offense, they haven't spoke out like he needs a job because they, they, they know. They know how he coaches. As simple as that. People don't know he's coached a lot of great players, right? Yo, I've never heard any of these players give him any credit. Mm. If I touch the backs, Jamal Charles, right? Kareem Hunt, <laughs> Adrian Peterson. I could keep going. I don't ever, ever here, oh man, he, he was such a great coach. He coached me well. I played with some old school coaches, right? I played with some guys that they might they might get on you, you know what I mean? Might say some some words here and there, but this guy is like over the simplest things. 
like I watched this dude argue with this guy made fumble, right? Custom out. out guy may miss a block, or yeah, he'll cut you out not even knowing what's going on and then apologize later. So I'm saying I just never seen that like that. You know what I mean? I played with some good coaches. Like there's a lot of black coaches that deserve jobs, like Deuce Daly. He's a running back coach. I think he's a very intelligent, smart guy. You know, coaches you hard, coaches you tough. But it's like a part of of respect. You see what I'm saying? That's the only difference. When I when I was playing with him, I'm like, yo, man, listen. Now, Adam Pac-Man Jones, again, our, our very own LaShawn Shady McCoy talked about this back in May. And then we see that, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the enemy getting into it as they're walking into the locker room at halftime. Is this another example of what Shady was talking about? Yeah, a big example. He Shady said this before this even. This was fucking back. It wasn't even, they wasn't even. It was in, in May. <laughs> yeah, like, so certain things, you know, um, <laughs> First of all, shout out to Shady. We love you, Shady. Um, and certain things the Shady say, you know, we take it funny, but you know, he's already always ready. And one thing I can say about Shady, he gonna tell you the truth. Um, and ninety percent of the shit he he ain't gonna tell you the truth about everybody else, but he gonna tell you the truth about what he knows and what's right. <laughs> mm. So, but like at the end of the day, bro, like this shit is uncalled for. That's first and foremost. Bruh, and hold really, on, hold on, hold on. And really, like, shut the fuck up. Andy Reid is the only guy that need to be talking to me. Mm-hmm. That's but, how you feel? Mm. So you can't be coached by nobody else? Bro, come on. We we know. Is that just you Patrick know, or everybody? No, I'm just talking about as far as the quarterback position. Because okay. I'm quite sure that he's not in there in the protection needs. I'm quite sure. Um, he got somebody that's doing all the protection, meaning all of the pass plays. Now, he might be doing the running plays, like Shady said. But Shady's smart. Shady been around the block. And at the end of the day, I think Shady took the high roll out of that because he could have said more than what he said on air. Because mm. I, from the stories that he told me, there's no way in hell I could have been playing there. And it, 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 it without something being national televised news, of me and him going into it because from my understanding it's not just the offensive guy it's just this guy has a a, a, a right, low right. respects a low a low respects for players and he talked crazy like i don't know what the old generation was up to uh, i know how they used to be coached but at the end of the day like yesterday's price is not today's price and shit have changed you can't say the shit that you used to say Right now, to, to, to today's not, generation of players, the, the, today's generation players, they ninety percent of them shit already rich before they see you, bro. Mm. You get what I'm saying? They like we know, bros. Like, how much coaching are you really doing at the pro level besides game scheme? Yeah, and that's like, the problem. Ain't ain't too many coaches coaching anymore. <laughs> like, but at that level, like you need you need fine tuning guys that can, can teach you when you're taking days off critique you when you're taking days off you you're high in your pedal you should be mm-hmm. a little lower but it ain't at that level there's no guy can tell me how to press because i've already been pressing for 20 years now yeah. you can tell me different things that can help me in my press like look pat you're a little bit too close on here that's why he keep fast releasing you inside back up a little bit but it's nothing that you can really teach me to change my whole dialect of my game 
but but at that's Pac Man 14 years in his career. You telling me Mike Zimmer couldn't have come to you and be like, hey Pac, you fucking up right now. You 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 you, you yeah, gotta get but to it. it's ways to do that. And me and Zim had a situation, the um the Houston game, and he said some words that I didn't agree with. And mm. you know me, Omar. I went straight to the sideline to his face. I said, I don't know who the fuck you talk to like that, <laughs> but don't ever talk to me like that. I chased him all the way down. This is no bullshit. And this is why me and Zim have a relationship, Look, like a, relationship. Yeah. a father-son relationship, because I know Zim loved me, and that ain't no question, because Zim saved my life. Zim was the one who, I mean, when Dion got me here, Zim, I mean, Dion called Zim to get me here, and then that's the relationship between me and Coach Lewis. But Zen was the main reason why I got here. So I knew he loved me as a person. But as a man, like, I, it's only so much I can accept. And you only can talk to me in front of other people mm. in a certain tone. Now, if you get me to the side or after the game and chew me out, I'm cool with that because I know where it come from. But you ain't going to MF me and tell me you sorry, da-da-da-da, <laughs> without me saying something back. That's just yeah. me personally. And, yeah, that was going to be my next uh, question, right? Because we, we see arguments often on, on sideline. Matter of fact, the Jets game, one got kind of heated between Quinn and Williams and the defensive corner. And I understand I've been in that situation before, too. We were talking about this off-camera pack. Like, you paid all this money to the defensive line, right? And you go all out blitz, bring seven men, right? <laughs> and leave their receivers one-on-one coverage, right? Ends up being a touchdown. So he asked the defensive, you know, the D-line coach, you know, put it on us. Let us get an opportunity to rush the quarterback. And maybe Quentin didn't like his response to it, but Quentin said, you're not about to be talking to me crazy. And they got heated where Coach Sala had to come over there and break it up. Other defensive linemen had to break it up. So, Pat, I wanted to ask you this. Dumbass call. Yeah. Dumbass <laughs> like call. I said, I, I've been in with Carl Dunbar, Spoken a like guy I really love and respect. I, me and him kind of got into it, and it wasn't as bad as Quentin Williams, but I was like, Coach, man, we call all these damn blitzes, man. Let us rush. We got dogs up front, like, Man, we leave even guys out to dry. Let us get out to the quarterback. So, yes. like, I get where Quentin Williams is coming from. It's Me common. too. But I want to ask you, Pac, like, how common are these blow-ups on the sideline between coaches and players? You know, I would try to keep minds, like, uh, private in between us. Now, in the locker room, I'll let your ass have it. I had a, uh, <laughs> I had, I had a situation. <laughs> this is no bullshit. We had a fourth and 13. My last year in the league, I was playing with Denver Broncos. We was playing against uh, the Chiefs. This motherfucker called an all-out blitz on 4th and 13, right? Oh, my God. They catch the ball, boom, get kick a field goal, wins the game. We get back into the team ring room on Monday. I don't say nothing the whole time. I'm just listening to him. He's chewing out everybody, boom, boom, boom. I stand up Joe. Joe, uh, he's he's the uh, coordinator for uh, Cleveland right now. I said, hey, Joe, I see you around here talking about everything that we didn't do right against the top five offense. We was in the game. We was winning the game, actually. Mm. And what do you think about the play that the all-out blitz that you call on fourth down? <laughs> what was his response? Well, hold on. What, hold was, on, hold what on. was the Von Mi- response? Hold on. Von Miller was on this team with me. So, like, Von was, like, you know, the big dog to them. But really, to me, I was the big dog. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But Vaughn had been there. They had won the championship. You should have seen everybody do this like this. Look. They can't see that on radio, Pat. Oh, they, they got, <laughs> everybody looked at me like, what the fuck? He really just asked them that? He so sure look, did. 
Two seconds later, he said, you know what? Um, That was a bad call. Oh, and okay. Stood up in front of the team. This is why I respect Joe, though. He said, uh, that was a bad call. I could have called a better call right there. But my, my my point of the whole conversation is I waited till we got to the locker room. I yeah. waited till we got in a, a private setting because everybody don't need to know what the family going through. Mm-hmm. So as, as a coach, you're doing a fucking horrible job letting everybody know what the family going through. Because if it happened out there on um, Sunday, guess what's going to happen before then? You think that's the first time that's going to happen? Uh, Hell no. Yeah, no. You, you, you make a very valid point. That brings me to uh, yeah, bad calls. And, and you're right, Pat. You should keep it in-house. You keep it inside the locker room. But you know what the number one com- thing that I hear or have conversations with players about? Um, what is they, that? They they will have the gripes about calls made during the game. That that's the number one thing you oftentimes. Other than you know we need to replace the quarterback, which is something I hear <laughs> for two decades in Miami. Yeah. Um, the, the the number two quarterback is always everybody's favorite quarterback. Um, but well, that's just because you was in a bad situation, Omar. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I know, I know. But listen, you'd hear complaints about what? Why the fuck are we playing so much? Goddamn. Whatever it is, man coverage. We need to be playing zone. Are we playing too much zone? We need to be playing man. We need to be playing man coverage. Why are we not blitzing? Why are we not blitzing with this guy? Why you know? <laughs> and you 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 hear these things, and they bring it to you as a media member because they want you to ask those questions in you know these press conferences that you have with the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator. You know why why are we so ineffective with zero blitz? What 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 you know what why is this? Why are we single in this Tennessee. guy? Yeah, exactly. And that and, and the, the fortunate thing is, I don't feel like y'all as players have enough of an opportunity to hold these coaches accountable. Because let's not pretend like coaches don't make bad calls. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, they, a good, that's a good point, right? Well, and that's the one thing I always respected about Rex Fried, right? It's different and, now, though. Yeah, it also depends on your relationship with the, the coach that's making the calls, right? With Rex, he would always tell us, and if and I was one of those guys that could always go to his office and talk to him. If guys weren't comfortable, I used to tell everybody, Pat, you know how it is. On Friday after walkthrough, we all get together in the defense. Huddle. All right, what y'all don't like? What the hell we need to take out this game plan? Absolutely. And if you don't have you have a problem with it, let me know. If you don't like if 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 another guy don't feel comfortable, I feel comfortable enough to go tell Rex, hey, we ain't really rocking with this car, Rex. And that's go why ahead you, throw this that's out. why you played 10 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's all about respect and relationships because we're the ones that go the make the plays yes. on the field. So, like, yeah. if we're not comfortable with something, why the hell would you want your guys running the play they ain't comfortable with? Mabos, you, you got to earn that respect. Everybody yeah. can't do that, though. Joe yeah, Rose. but that's why I used to tell people, if you don't feel comfortable, let me know. I'll go and say so. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it's it's just interesting, right? You know, these, these coaches and, and players arguing on the field. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sirius XM channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM podcasts. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. 
when the truth is... I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say... Hang it in there. Because... If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.